Welcome back to the Missing Out Podcast After Show. Stay tuned. You're tuning in to the number one introspective, retrospective post show. Get ready to be filled in. Oh, welcome back. I am Tari J. You can find me at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And I'm joined by my favorite co-host in the world, Lex Michael. I am Lex Michael. I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. Ah, uh, yeah. And if you haven't seen this show before, what we do is we take a look back at the retrospective that's introspective, and we talk about all the things that they covered. We talk about the format. We talk about the themes. We talk about the characters. We talk about everything that's missing out podcast. Oh boy, are you excited for this, Lex Michael? You just said all my favorite nouns in one sentence. I am hyped. Hell yeah, as you should be. Speaking of hyped, you know, I feel like we don't hype up this show enough. You know, like, everyone's always talking about missing out is so cool. I love missing out, but no one's given enough love to the missing out podcast after show. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, the just the other week, our producer came up and was like, hey, you know, uh, we got a few reviews and they're pretty good. Some five star reviews. And we're like, hell yeah, we're so glad to have it. We're so glad to have all your support, guys. Uh, and I can't wait to jump into this show. Uh, so, hey, Lex, what did you yeah. think about the, you know, just what are your general thoughts about the show overall? You know, we've, we've had three years of content. It, it started back in 2017 and in July. What a, what a crazy different time. Like, so, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? What did you, what do you, what are your general thoughts? Well, so, right, like in the past three, three and a half years, a lot of things have changed, right? The world is different. We're different. But it's been really interesting to track how this show has transformed since its inception, right? Because the show that that Missing Out became, the show that it was in its final months, if you compare that to the show that it was when it first started, there's a, a pretty wide gulf. It's really interesting to track the arc, not just of the show, but of the two lead characters, because I feel like they're they're just sort of different guys, right? Like there, there's a growth that's easy to track. Like the one dude, uh, 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 the one dude who talks way too much. Um, he, Jay, I think, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's we have maybe different ideas of who that person is. But like the one guy who talks way too much uh, definitely didn't didn't lose the manicness, but definitely sounds less nervous than he did at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so there's there's that. But I also think watching watching the these two leads sort of grow and find if not find their voices completely and certainly find a different version a stronger iteration of their voices right like that's been really interesting and then to see the different kind of supporting characters that come in and out of this of this story um and seeing how they sort of play off each other and see how you know like the, the guest stars can sort of impart things to our our two leads, to our heroes and stuff like that. And, and that can sort of help shape their perspective. And the way that they want to then take that and share it with other people, I thought was really cool to see over the the entire run of the thing, right? And it's it's interesting to see like there were times where these these two dudes like they made people laugh, they made each other laugh. There were times where like things could get really serious and things could get a little bit more emotional, right? Like we talk about like they talk about heady heady topics and social issues and things that are difficult for them personally and stuff like that. Getting other people to come and open up and things like that. Like there's there's a lot there. And so tracking the growth of the thing from day one to the thing that it became, which is, you know, it's the difference between your two lead characters sitting at a kitchen table talking into microphones to make each other laugh and your two leads actually hosting a show that they built. And so watching that growth for me, just as a strictly as an audience member, uh, right. has been really sort of interesting to see. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I took some some uh, listens back to some old episodes, thought I'd really get nostalgic in here. And in doing so, I, I think the main thing that I noted was how their their mic quality and their sound quality uh, changed over time. Uh, also, how they got a little more free with the topics that they covered. They really allowed themselves to expand and and take full advantage of the whole idea of what missing out was, you know, and, and like maybe maybe you're watching the show and you're thinking like, what is 
missing out about. And like, <laughs> it's about uh, exploring things that are, you know, different in each other's lives. Like no two people have the same experience, even when they both experience the same thing. And it's about exploring that gap in between, you know? And I feel like they originally started with like, they started doing movies. Sometimes they do music and they really were able to expand into, you know, things like someone's specific experience with their father. Uh, the idea of traveling abroad uh, different experiences like being in the military, uh, really a, a wide range of topics that you don't really get with a pop culture show. And I really like that they found their groove and were able to really dive into those things. Uh, so with that said, I mean, I really think we should kind of talk about the format of the show, because boy, it's definitely changed from the from the very beginning. You know, yeah, you know, it's it's funny. It's been so like I, I'm glad that you went and checked out some of the older stuff because it's been a while since I've gone back to some of the early content that that was produced. It's like I have more, uh, let's call it like muscle memory or or, or sort of um, you know we're gonna go with muscle memory. I feel like I have some muscle memory for it. Like I remember being there for some of it, but uh, and kind of like. Uh, absorbing it as it all happened. But I feel like uh, I don't maybe have as clear uh, uh, memory of it as you do. So I'd be curious if you could like maybe talk me through some of it because you're like, you're the, you're the historian, right? Like you're the, you're the missing out podcast historian. That's why you're leading the after show and right, I'm just second course. chair and stuff like that. No, we're equal chairs. You know, <laughs> uh, I think that you bring the, the heart and the dynamic and I bring those cold heart facts uh, and so uh, I will say that, uh, as I had mentioned, yes, the first episode had no music. It it really was just them kind of trying out a thing. And you can tell that the first episode and the second episode were probably recorded uh, a distance from each other. The first episode being their Rocky episode, which I think was a, a really good foray into their dynamic. But in and of itself... Uh, you know, it was, <laughs> dare I say, a rocky episode. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, by the second episode, they had their official intro. I would say within a year's time, they had a official intro for themselves and kind of a, uh, a breakdown of what the show is about for any new listeners. Uh, if I remember correctly, that was a Lex Michael request. And so uh, I think he very much was adamant about like, hey, you know, we should have something that kind of gives people an idea of what we do and like why we're here uh, and like something really succinct. And they figured it out together over the course of a year or so. Um, and then once they had that down, they really started to kind of figure out uh, you know, how they wanted to end the show. And Tari tried out a bunch of different outros and Lex Michael didn't like any of them, uh, <laughs> mostly because he felt like they were gross. But if you ask me, uh, Tari was a pioneer for different outros, but we, we, we found that they eventually settled on, you know, this has been the retrospective that is introspective. Now you have a new perspective, which I think is a really good outro. Uh, so, I mean, I think that their adaptability over time, like they had segments at the beginning, which were things like, would you recommend it? And like first time, last time, which is uh, essentially the person who's the last time that they saw it uh, and the person whose first time it is, things of that sort, first impressions. But then they really like started to adjust their, their, uh, format to accommodate people who hadn't seen the thing. And so that's how we got, the uh pitches and then we had the the break integrated because they started to realize that like podcasting is an industry so you have to make sure there's room for commerce because we live in a capitalist society and you can't do anything for fun um <laughs> but that's just my opinion you know i learned that from tari actually uh because he likes to talk about social justice issues which like i don't think they really tried to touch too much at the beginning like it was a very personal show for them and then over time, it really expanded into something that they could refract into the greater world and try to touch issues that affect everyone 
uh, on some level. You know what I mean? I do. And I feel like it wouldn't necessarily be too much of a stretch to suggest that if you start at the very beginning of the Missing Out catalog and you follow it all the way through to the end, I mean, one, I envy the free time that you have, but two, more to the point, I feel as though you could really track uh, a couple of guys that they retain their their uh, kind of like goofy, fun sensibility, but in a lot of ways grow up with the show that they're putting together. That's something yeah. else that I think is really interesting. You can track the the development, or I, I think you can track the development of your two main characters, but also like I'm listening to you describe kind of how the format was changed over time. You can, if you're so inclined, track the sort of construction and the development of a show. Like that's something that I think has had been discussed on the Missing Out podcast in the past is this idea that anyone can do this and what's stopping you from doing this. You should give it a shot, right? Because like something that that I think like, like Lex and Tari have talked about a number of times is like, you know, this is your that's your your currency. Your voice is your currency. And all all you have to do is get a friend and a couple of microphones and you can do it. And when we when when we first started seeing these episodes come out, right? It was clear, like you talk about the first episode of Missing Out, it's clear that the pieces were not all in place yet. And you get to watch those pieces take shape. And you can, just as a, a listener, just as an audience member, I feel like there is a little bit of a roadmap format-wise in terms of what's presented to the audience that you could almost, uh, if not follow to the letter, you could learn quite a bit from, you know, how you get from A to B, what, what, makes some of the later material stronger than some of the earlier material. Some of right. it is some of it is format, some of it is just the technical growth. And then some of it is kind of like, you know, where these two guys are, right? You you talk about how sort of later in the run of the show, it got a little bit more focused on, let's say, uh, social issues, things that are happening in the world now that are affecting all of us, right? Because in the past several years, something that I think has become clear to these main characters as they continue to grow is that it has maybe uh, arguably never been more important in our lifetimes than it is right now to sort of be conscious of those things and to share those things with other people and to be able to couch that in a sort of goofy, fun discussion about media, right? Like that feels like a conversation between friends. I feel like that's a great, like that's the spoonful of sugar helping the medicine go down. You know what right. I mean? And so like tracking that growth to where both can be done um, within a format that has been developed over time. Things that, you know, there's been trial and error that some things have worked, some things worked for a while and stopped being as useful. So they get dropped. Some things uh, become so much more useful and anchoring than we, than, you know, we as an audience uh, would have thought, you know, so it's really interesting to track that as well. Um, because it really is like you can track the growth, both of the host and also of the show itself in a way that I don't know uh, that you get too much of an opportunity to generally speaking. Yeah. I agree. Uh, speaking of things that have come and gone, uh, man, let's talk about Missing Out Mondays. You know, uh-huh. they they started that in April of 2018, you know, uh, and that was about uh, a year, almost a year after they had then been doing it. And I, I believe, uh, based on my research, that it started because they wanted to also talk about some stuff that they were into, but they didn't want to... Uh, have that be the main focus of their main shows. So like Missing Out Mondays was born from a segment that they had done. So you talk about the growth of the format where it's these little pieces that you can do where, you know, it's like killing your darlings. You you want to keep it, but you also want to be able to have the main focus be the uh the the core of your show. And so we, we had uh, a Missing Out Mondays segment for... Year, like I would say like two years uh it only paused if I remember correctly let me make sure yeah it only paused because of the pandemic which you know shut down a lot of productions around this time so uh man that segment I think was really interesting and can I note that the SEO at the beginning of that segment terrible uh <laughs> the 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 uh, if I remember correctly, the Tari character was the one doing a lot of the uh, naming of that segment, and he would smash all the titles together because he thought he was clever. Um, <laughs> but 
he realized that like people couldn't find it or they didn't understand what was being covered because there was just a mishmash of words. So, uh, man, I'm really glad that they found the way to uh, get the SEO better and, and have people really enjoy that segment, you know, because this, the findability of it was just pretty low. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and that's a great example of multiple kinds of growth happening simultaneously. Um, I do think that it was a segment that definitely served its purpose for a while because it was a way to just comment on things, you know, super recent, quick bites, stuff that that the hosts were into. I like this. Go check it out without necessarily having to take up an hour's worth of real estate. But I also do think, especially when, you know, the pandemic hit and things did start to shut down, I do think it had ultimately served its purpose. And I think like, uh, I'm, I'm sort of glad that they pivoted the way that they did, because it, I feel like you could do a lot of that within the body of the show, while also hitting some of the more substantive points that that eventually they started to hit. So like, I'm glad it's there. And also not for nothing, the body of the show made it to uh, 151 full episodes. But if you count those missing out Mondays as individual shows, uh, then this thing ended up producing quite a bit of content. I mean, we're talking about well over uh, 200 shows, I would say, that came out of this apparatus. And like that number, obviously, like those stats, they're cooked a little bit because of the, the sort of mini shows being involved. But I, uh, I'm going to count it. My my fandom is such that I say it all counts. It's all canon. Um, and so, yeah, it's seeing that it, it could kind of bump the library of content in terms of numbers to where it got. Um, and I do think... Some of that stuff is really fun. Like, I think it's easy to look at segments like that, especially when they're released as separate shows, as, you know, um, uh, extras or slightly frivolous or maybe something skippable. And depending on your interests, your proclivities, sure, maybe. But I do think that there was enough in those segments that it, they, they legitimized themselves as something that could exist separate from the body of the show. So it was interesting to see that growth happen. It was interesting to see uh, the progression towards implementing that as a segment. And it was also interesting to see kind of the hows and the whys of it being phased out. And then also how certain elements were reincorporated or not as the show sort of entered its last phase. Yeah, you know? I agree. Speaking of reincorporated. Hey, guys, how, how you doing? How how how's how's your life treating you? You know, you know what we'd like if you could incorporate uh, some reviews onto our iTunes. You know what I mean? If you could just go on iTunes, it really helps us keep the lights on in the studio. It really helps us pay the producers, keeps keeps our engineers going, keeps keeps us coming back. I mean, we love the topics. Uh, the, the Missing Out show is <laughs> uh, top tier, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know, me and Lex and Michael wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be, you know, uh, reviewing it with such love and affection. And we hope that you also feel the same way. And maybe you take some of that love that you have for the Missing Out show and, you know, bring it to the Missing Out after show. So if you want to go on iTunes and leave us a rating a review we read it during this segment and you know I really really appreciate it uh we have one here from Lord 72 uh Pwnlord says wow I love this after show Tari and Lex have such good chemistry and really know how to break down a show Oh, and we have another one from Sexual Goddess 32. Uh, Sexual Goddess says, Wow, these two hosts are sexy as hell. And I can't wait to stand outside their house and uh, hold up my boombox waiting for them to come home so I can serenade them. Wow, Sex Goddess 22. I don't know if that'll be okay, but I really appreciate you you know, your love and stuff. Um, but, uh, let's see. Do we have any more? Uh, yeah, here's one more. Um, oh, uh, yes. Uh, this one is, it's, oh, well, the username is, uh, LexLover22. <laughs> wow, everyone loves the number 22. It's like TikTok in here. Uh, so, uh, LexLover22 says, wow, I love Lex Michael. Every time that he 
breaks down a topic and discusses themes, I really feel like I've learned something. I really feel like my horizons have been broadened. You know, like, I think that before this after show started, my perspective was at like a 45 degrees, but now I'm rocking a straight 360 because of Lex Michael. Wow, Lex, this person really appreciates your input. And I think that we also love your perspective as well. We're glad that we can bring some additional uh, experience into your life. Wow, thank you. Bring more of that. Leave a uh, comment and review. And again, we will read it here on this show, this after show that totally exists. Uh, so now that we're back, uh, why don't we talk about how many amazing guest stars this show has had? I'm going to list. I'm going to I'm going to do a quick list. Is that OK, Lex Michael? Do it. Rattle it off. We've had Andrew Minna. Brian Andrews, Caprice Castano, Chris James, Colin P. McDonald, Connor Kurth, Connor Fitzgerald, Dave Child, Drake Cummings, EQ, Frank Moran, Greg Goodness, oh boy, James Lott Jr., personal fave of mine, JQ Salazar, also a fave, Lucretia Lyon, Malik McCree, Mark Donica, Marquia McCarty, Mary Rachel Gardner, Matt Nye, Matt Smith, Nick Poinkinen. Uh, I hope I sp said that right. <laughs> it's so hard for me with names. It's just like that Tari character. Am I right, guys? Anyway, Ruth Ann Beverly, Teresa Bateman, Xander Robin, Yell Teagle, Zach Wilson, all of these superstars that have come on. And you might know them from the other show that the Tari and Lex characters have done on a different network. And so like, there's a lot of crossover, which I think is really good. Um, the Lex character specifically brought in some from his other spinoff uh, projects too. So like, it's a, it's a really good mishmash of personalities. I feel like they brought a lot to the show. Lex, do you have any favorites? Do you have any uh, topics that you think that people brought in that you might not have experienced without them? So what I thought was really cool about what this show was able to do, because it is primarily a media centric show of which there are millions upon millions on the internet. But what I thought made this one stand out and some of the favorite shows that came out of this process for, for me, just as a, as a listener, were the ones where we could deviate from media because I, you know, uh, I'm a little bit uh, jaded and I like to think I'm pretty media savvy. And so a lot of the time when I listen to media shows, a lot of it is more a refresher than it is. I feel like I'm actually learning something that I wasn't already privy to on some level. But then, you know, you have guests that come in, you know, uh, you referenced, uh, you know, uh, Brian Andrews, who is now uh, a major in the army, came and talked to us about the process of joining the hows and the whys and what that process was like for him when he first joined up. That's fascinating because I, uh, surprise, have no such personal experience. And that was very enlightening for me. You have people like, um, you mentioned EQ, but also, you know, EQ uh, is part of the People's Collective with uh, other guests, Drake Cummings and Malik McRae. And he came in and talked about not just uh, his, his views on artistry and the different types of art that he's produced, but also we've talked to these guys uh, at length about artistic entrepreneurship, which you don't hear discussed quite as often in a format like that. Um, we talked to Mary Rachel Gardner uh, about... Uh, traveling abroad and studying theater. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, and the actor Matt Nye did the show and talked about, as you referenced, his relationship with his father and family history and the way that that has informed who he is. We've had people come on. We've had uh, Xander Robin uh, and Chris James have come on, filmmakers who have talked about the process uh, of making their films while also talking about other uh, other films that they love. Chris James also came on and talked about uh, a graphic novel that he had put together himself from the ground up. You know what I mean? Like being exposed to things that are uh, media adjacent, yes, but deeply personal for the person talking, I feel like was always the most enlightening for me as a listener. Although, of course, the show was, was uh, very fortunate to get uh, a number of guests who, yeah, we're talking about media again, but are legit just really funny, interesting people. You know what I mean? Like it's a pretty solid roster of featured players that I think I, I feel like any show would be blessed to have. But I don't know how you even maybe you're like, they were all bad. I didn't like guests. I felt threatened when guests were around. I don't know. I don't know what your take is. 
<laughs> um, so my take is specifically that I really enjoy that we were able to get guests that were uh, a wide variety of experiences, like different uh, national backgrounds, different ethnicities, different sexualities, different, uh, you know, like personal backgrounds, different tastes. Uh, I also really liked when someone was able to bring an assortment of things under an umbrella of terms. Uh, so Matt Smith, uh, the other Matt Smith, you might call him, uh, he brought in, uh, I would say, only umbrella topics. So, uh, black media he brought in. Uh, he also brought in the idea of, uh, virtual cinematography, things that I, uh, well, black media, my jam, but, uh, virtual cinematography, I feel like I really learned a lot from that episode. And also the fact that he is another uh, black individual like me and the Tari character, I think was really relatable. Um, but also, like, I, I love that there is an, an assortment of topics that were brought in that I don't think that I would have ever experienced without these people. Uh, James Lott Jr., I think, also was a really good uh, example of someone who brought in uh, a, a wide variety of uh, different things, especially because he is a little just like a tiny bit older than the hosts so he's able to bring in the perspective of another generation even if uh there are times when uh tari is experiencing something that is similar uh, let's say i don't know like systematic oppression uh they are able to bring in their different perspectives of it and that like they had a different awakening at different times and and uh james lott jr also being uh a, a uh, gay man also has another perspective on that as well. I also love the uh, some of the one-off characters that we had, uh, like the like Frank Moran, who fun guy. I believe that he did some stuff with the Lex Michael character. He was able to bring in uh, a, a crossover comic that I think was really fun to talk about and really fun to explore in terms of the how we got there and everything surrounding it. Oh, also. Dave Child, love that guy, one of my favorite guests. He has such a wonderful spirit, such a good guy. Um, I also just love the enthusiasm that J.Q. Salazar would bring as well. Um, he was always really excited to be on the show, and he always brought a really fun energy and cool topics. Uh, he was responsible for our Riddick series, and I, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Lex, but he was also responsible for our uh, Vampire Hunter D series as well. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So I love that he was able to bring in series and allow us to experience the the whole oeuvre of something and kind of do a full retrospective on it. So like those were a few of my favorites, though I enjoyed all of these guests because they all brought a new perspective uh, that allowed us to become <laughs> retrospective. Am I right, guys? Am I right? <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, uh, Lex Michael, I think yes. it's time that we got to your favorite segment and mine, Looking Forward. This is where we talk about what we're looking forward to. Uh, Lex Michael, do you have any uh, anything that you're looking forward to? Anything that you can predict about what's going to happen with these characters? Like, what do you think that Tori J and Lex Michael are going to be up to after the show is over? Well, so where we are right now, as of this recording, the Lex Michael character, as as listeners probably know, has already spun off into another uh, podcast. He's doing a, a Friends thing. Go figure. That's growth. Imagine that character three years ago being willing to discuss friends at length, but he's, you know, he's already sort of spun off. So he's, he kind of, he's got a show that's, that's happening. I, I would hope that we'll, we'll sort of see him pop up here and there uh, uh, in the future. But my yeah. big prediction um, is that while he continues to do uh, his silliness, uh, genuinely predict that uh, the Tari character is going to go on to potentially be a far greater productive force for good. Um, I think you kind of see the the trajectory of growth throughout the run of missing out. I think you can sort of see that 
um, that part of that guy sort of continue to to grow, take shape and solidify. And if I had to predict, I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough to know what form that will take. Right. Because right now, I don't know that there's necessarily another specific uh, sort of public show type gig lined up. But I do think it's a when and not an if. And I do think that there's every, not just possibility, but every likelihood that whatever that character, wherever we see that character pop up next, I think it will be unequivocally a force for good in a way that I think we saw, I think we got a taste of on the Missing Out podcast, but that I think has yet to really uh, been given the the stage, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I look forward to seeing uh, how that manifests in the future. If it does, it's entirely possible that like, you know, the bombs drop and he's, he's like, uh, 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 Furiosa in the apocalyptic future and stuff like that. But even then Furiosa was a force for good. She's just probably like a lot, uh, more dehydrated than hopefully the Tari character will be. From what my research shows, the Tari character drinks a lot of water, <laughs> Uh, it's like his jam. Uh, it's almost like it's the only thing he drinks other than coffee. <laughs> but that is my, that's my prediction is that I think there, there's a, a force for good there that is waiting for the right platform. Um, in a way that I think like this, this, the experience, the trajectory, the character arc, if you will, uh, over the past three and a half years on on missing out, I feel like what is almost a prelude. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the next what? Like it's gonna be um, it's gonna be like what's a good dang? What's a good comparison? You know what? I'm going with it. It's like nobody remembers the first troll, but it had to exist so that you could call a movie that had nothing to do with it troll two, and that's the one everyone remembers. I'm going with that. That's that's that, I'm dying on that hill. That's the comparison I'm making. Okay, um, but I think but that's my big that's my big one. I mean, I think the comparison is apt because the Atari character in general is a huge troll. If you remember the the small arc in which he tried to get the Lex character to say the N-word. Uh, I think that was a really fun <laughs> troll that never really kind of came to fruition. I think it was dropped at some point. But uh, I think the the comparison of a tr- of troll and Tari J being a troll, very well done. Chef's kiss to you, Lex Michael. Um, so I think that I, I agree on a lot of points. For what I'm what I'm looking forward to, I think mostly is I think that, uh, one, the Lex character will start to love anime at some point. Uh, (laughs) I think that uh, once Lex gets to Death Note and finishes it, uh, because, you know, on the show they talked about it, and he saw a few episodes and was like, I love this, but my list is so long. And uh, once he finally gets into it, he's going to be like, oh, I get it. I'm an anime now. And so then I think that will be the moment that he really starts to love anime. Uh, But on another note, there's a a really interesting arc that the Lex character's been on in that you mentioned that early in the show, there was a a kind of a, a nervousness, like an unease behind all the jokes and the fun. Uh, And I think that he's really come a long way and kind of started to come into his own and understand his, uh, the value that he brings to the show and to the people around him and the world in general. And, and he's really kind of starting to understand that his, his perspective is valuable and his, his, his opinions are, uh, are, are, are treasured piece of the thing that he brings to everything that he works on. And, and I think that that is one of the big components that, he was able to bring the show, whether he realizes it or not, um, that people will sit down and and really lean in as he's breaking down these these topics and and showing you the full breadth of of thematic and and nuance that is being explored, even in things that are uh, maybe seen as quote unquote bad uh like i like that one of the big things that the character was really fighting against and really trying to advocate for is that there is no 
like, quote unquote, like, good or bad. Like, everything that is created has merit. And I think that, like, once this character is able to apply that to himself and know that, like, he himself is valuable in in what he brings to the future of everyone who comes in contact with himself, but also his words. Um, I think that that is when the if if you need a, a a metaphor, the like flower starts to bloom and and it becomes a part of that big cycle of of birth, death, life, where like you know bees start to take in that pollen and that pollen goes on to back to the hive and that helps the hive thrive and then that cross-pollinization helps other plants to grow as well and the cycle continues um i really think that that is a really big part of uh even if even if that character views uh what they do is like rambly or long-winded uh i think it is more of that oral tradition where people sit around and they talk about things and they philosophize and that helps them expand their horizons and that then they take that and they also do that for others. Um, so I really look forward to seeing that blossom. And, you know, I'm also going to be checking out that side project that uh, friends show you were talking about. I think it's like friends who, who make out or something. Um, <laughs> but I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Um, I think the, uh, the Tari character, uh, we'll probably be doing more, uh, I think, mundane stuff for a while. Uh, I have done some research and he did some interviews talking about how he wants to take a step back from uh, doing his role for a while and really focus on um, like social issues, but also like personal projects and, and really like getting himself realigned. It's like how Calpin uh, uh, stopped doing acting for a while and wanted to work on the Obama campaign, things like that. Um, I really feel like he's kind of coming into a, a different place in his, his existence. Like he's, he's getting up there. He's like 34 now. Let me, hold on. Let me look that up. Yeah. He's, he's 34 now. So uh, I think he's really like in that pre middle age, like self pondering state. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, 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 I think there's good things in on his horizon, but who knows? Uh, he could end up in a ditch, so we'll see. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, we're getting the light from the producer that we are uh, running out of time. So I really want to get to final thoughts before we wrap up. Seeing as though this is the season finale uh, and we haven't heard back from this, the network, whether it's going to be renewed or not, uh, we thought that we would talk about some final thoughts on the show as a whole, what it has done for us, or anything else you want to talk about in the last moments of this after show. Oh, uh, I just got a, uh, a message from the producer. It sounds like, oh, yep, we actually have final thoughts. We have, we have final thoughts from the two main people themselves. So, uh, yeah, why don't, we, why don't we cut to that and then we'll come back for the wrap up. All right, uh, take it away, Lex Michael. Hey, this is Lex Michael. Haha, <laughs> it's me. So it's it's been three and a half years since my buddy and I sat down and said, let's do a show. Uh, we worked together for, for a little while uh, at a popular after show network. And we decided at a certain point we wanted to spin off, do our own thing, something that we own, something that we called the shots on. And it's been such a richly rewarding experience for me to so, so much so that I will not be able to properly articulate it here. Uh, maybe over time, I'll be able to put the words together, but it was a dream of mine for a long time uh, for reasons that I've discussed on our show uh, to have a podcast that was mine. It's something where you can, you can generate content. You don't have to have a massive budget. You don't need a big apparatus behind you. You can connect directly with your audience and you can be as goofy or serious or, or whatever it is. You can be whoever and whatever you want to be. And I didn't necessarily know when we started who I wanted to be in that regard. I didn't even necessarily think I was going to be a good fit for the medium, but I enjoyed it. And it, it's something that I I really, it was, it was a, it was a dream of mine. And so being able to do a show 
that ran for three and a half years, not for nothing, most shows in most mediums don't run that long. You know what I mean? If you combine our uh, main shows with our, uh, like with the Missing Out Mondays and all the supplemental content we did, that's enough. Uh, if, if we were network television, that's enough content to be syndicated two or three times over. You know what I mean? Like we picked the wrong medium, frankly, because we'd be rolling in fucking money right now. But it's, it's a lot of show. You know what I mean? And having the opportunity to grow and to sort of find myself and find something a little bit closer to my voice was incredibly rewarding, but also having a platform where we could ask our friends and our collaborators um, to come play with us. And the fact that so many people were so game to come play with us. I mean, we've talked about it on the show, so I guess I don't, I don't need to feel weird about saying it here. I've always had a bit of a rocky relationship with myself and and sort of trying to identify how much value I do or do not have or whether I have any or not. And having a place like Missing Out, having a platform where I could invite people to come play and they would keep showing up. You know what I mean? Like, like one, incredibly validating just on its face. But two, we know some interesting folks, some really good cool, interesting people who have a lot to say. And if people that interesting and funny and smart, if people like that are so willing to come and be a part of our goofy bullshit time and time again, right? That's got to say something about the value therein. You know, I, I, I talk about how it was a, it was a dream because it's very, if you've listened to the show at all, you know that media is sort of the biggest driving force in my life. It's where I go to recharge. It's where I go to learn. It's where I go to sort of work my empathy muscles. But this show enabled me to sort of open my mind in ways that I didn't know that it needed to be open before, right? Like we had a bunch of people on it. Yeah, they wanted to talk about media, but, but they wanted to share pieces of themselves. And I feel like the way it has um, enabled me to grow personally, the the way I approach certain things now, like the way I approach media has evolved and has changed as a direct result of doing the show. I guess, you know, if I, if I have to tie it up with a bow, and I'm sure that I'll get very sentimental in the kind of days and weeks to come while everything is burning all around us. Um, and, and maybe we'll have some additional thoughts that I can share on social media. But if I had to say sort of one final big thing, and it's what I've been thinking about a lot. Tari, you asked me not too long ago if I was proud of what we'd done with this show. And I, I gave you an honest answer, which was that I don't usually think of things in those terms. Um, and, and that has a lot to do with the aforementioned relationship I have with myself. It's usually less a matter of, can I take pride in this? And more, okay, did that work or did that not work? And while I felt like most of what we were doing was working, I, I thought it was interesting that I didn't have a solid yes or no answer. So I've been spending a lot of time thinking about it and um, sort of in my head, putting what I had hoped to do in the podcast space next to what we did in the podcast space and the, the types of things that we were able to talk about, the range of topics, but also the way in which we were able to talk about certain things that you see talked about on the internet every day. You know what I mean? I think about the things that are just um, goofy, entertaining shows. And I think about the things that are more um, issues driven. And I think about, frankly, the last couple of months, our last couple months of shows, as far as I'm concerned, some of the strongest stuff that we've ever done. Um, I got to network with friends. I got to fortify and maintain relationships. I got to be able to tell people who I think are cool, interesting, funny, hey, come be cool, interesting, and funny with us. You know what I mean? And like share that with people as well. Like I, I don't have to tell you, people got legit excited to do the show. Um, it made people happy to come do it and share their love. And so like, even though obviously we're not doing it for the world at large, just, you know, small handful of people, the fact that we were able to do that and give other people a place to play. I guess my point, dude, is that you ask me if I'm proud. I'm proud as hell. I'm proud as hell of what we did. And that's not something that I come to easily. You know, I'm getting emotional right now while I say it, because really, I, and I think I, we, we discussed, you know, our, our kind of rationale from stepping back from the show. And I think it's sound and I think it's time, but I, I, will very much miss it. 
I, I very much will. And that's if, who knows, man, like we haven't gotten the network, blah, 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 whatever. Maybe one day we'll ride again. But for now, yeah, we're, we're taking it easy and it's time. And I think now's a great time because we can sort of walk away from this and I can look back at something that I did with one of my favorite people in the entire world. And I can say, yeah, you know what? That's fucking cool. That's really fucking cool. I'm really proud, man. I'm really proud of us because three and a half years, that's not nothing. That's not nothing at all. And uh, I guess if I had to add one more thing, it's that serious silly man from the bottom of my heart. I love you. And it's been such an honor and you made a dream come true for me. And that will always mean a lot. So thank you. Oh, I was going to come in all crazy and silly uh, but no, I love you too. And I'm, I'm also really glad that we got to do this together. I'm, I have, I think I've stated multiple times on this show that like, I think when we first started becoming friends, there was like a moment that you never remember, but like, I remember it cause I think it was very important to me in that, like, there's a moment where I think we were just standing chatting with a bunch of people and those people had gone away and i think i had turned to you and i was like i think you're like me aren't you uh and that meaning an assortment of things but like you know we both struggle with similar things in that moment like there was this this weight that i felt it kind of lifted from my shoulders and that like there's a moment where where when you realize that you're not alone you start to to feel a little less burdened uh, like someone else is also carrying the weight of what you're going through as well. Uh, and I, I think that like I had that moment when we first started to become friends. And I think that we were able to take that feeling and make a, a, a show that we could share that feeling with other people. And I think I also am very proud of the things that we were able to accomplish. I've, I've learned so much. I don't think I would have been able to create a show that is so seamlessly inane, but also really it's deep. Like it, there's a depth to it that I think that resonates with people. And I, I don't think I could have made that show without someone who has the same uh wavelength that jumps between those two different feelings and is able to pick up on those shifts like without me needing to be like we're we're being serious now like i think that you and i are so in tune with one another um because we've been able to establish such a, a deep rich friendship but also i think that like we just resonate like if if you uh, believe in the like red string of fate for platonic relationships. Like I think that that exists between the two of us. We are connected. We are uh, kindred spirits. Uh, and I am glad that I've been able to experience this with you and that we will continue to exist in each other's life when this is over and that we will keep you know, uh, cheering each other on as our projects come to fruition and we'll be able to help each other out, uh, on any like missing pieces, uh, socially and professionally that exist in our lives. And so I think that those are really the big aspects that I will be able to take away from this show. In addition to my hope that I'm creating something that makes a difference in, in other people's lives. Like I, any project that I make, I, I do so with the hope that I affect other people and uh, am able to make, no matter small or big, some kind of difference with everyone who comes in contact with something with my name on it. Uh, and I don't mean that in a pretentious way. Like, I just, I want the things that I do to mean something. And beyond what this has meant to me, I hope that it also means something to you out there who are listening to this. And like, I hope that you've enjoyed growing with us and experiencing new things with us. Like we've, we are, are effectively in a, a red string of fate relationship with you guys as well. And that this has been a symbiotic relationship in that we have taken the things that you've uh, suggested to us. We've taken the things that you your feedback on the show and it's helped us grow 
as hosts and as, as podcasters, as people creating content. Uh, and we will take those things and we will carry them with us the rest of our lives. And so I hope that we can continue to be a part of your life no matter what we're doing, or you'll look back on this project and you'll have some form of nostalgia that we can cash in on in 10 years <laughs> and, and you'll look on it fondly. Yes, I, I second all of that. And I, I want to also personally thank each and every one of you listening, because without you guys, there's no show. I'm perfectly happy to hang out and bullshit with my friend. But if you guys aren't tuning in every week, it's literally not a show. It's just a couple of guys sitting having a conversation. You, just as much as we made a show for ourselves, you gave us a show. And I can't articulate fully enough. I don't think I'll ever have the words to express what it has meant to know that you guys, like, there was an audience here. There was an audience for the show that kept coming back. And the amount that that means... You know, the amount that it means that people would really want to come and hang out with us and, and listen to our goofy bullshit week after week. The fact that you guys would reach out and engage, I can't tell you how much it made my week every single time any of you reached out, left a review, said something nice, you know, um, gave us a recommendation. It it was really, I mean, to, to use the word cool, I feel like sells it so egregiously short, but it was really something. And I guess um, to that, and one of the last things that I guess I want to leave you guys with beyond obviously the deep, deep gratitude, the genuine deep gratitude that I feel from the bottom of my heart, uh, go make your own thing. Look at what we did. Like we're not, we're, we, we know a few things about a few things, but we're not experts uh, or at least I'm, I won't speak for Tari. Uh, I don't feel like I am an expert in anything. Yes. And yet we were able to put this together. We were able to do it. You can do it too. All you need is a friend and a microphone and you can make your thing. We talked about it on our last, at the end of our last episode, we were talking to Zach Wilson about Close Encounters. And I said pretty much what I'm about to say now, which is your voice is your currency. Anybody can get a microphone. You can get a microphone. And if you want to do a podcast, you're going to need one. But your voice is something that you have and no one else has. If you like what we've been doing, these past three and a half years. If you're a fan of us, if you're a fan of the Missing Out podcast, we don't have anything that you don't have except our voices are unique to us. And so we could make our show. All you need is a microphone in your voice and you can go make it. Do a show, do a show that's better than ours. Even if you didn't like our show, go do the opposite of that. Do all of the things that you wish we had done and didn't do. Go make, make your thing because nobody can stop you. And I think in a world that is as uncertain as ours. Um, I, I think there's tremendous value. You know, Tari, you talk about that red line of fate, right? In a way, and maybe it sounds a little mushy or goofy, but in a way, I do feel like I'm connected to each and every person who came and did the show with us and to every single person who listened and to, and to everybody who hung on. Um, and I think we need that. I think going forward, we're going to need those connections. I think they're going to be more important than they've been uh, in any of our lives, certainly, and, and very probably quite a long ways back further than that, I think it's going to be one of the most important things in the world. So don't let anybody stop you. You don't need a fortune. You just need a mic, a friend, and your voice. And I hope to God, I hope, I hope, I hope, and I'm so looking forward to hearing your shows in the future. Because like, not for nothing, man. If I can do this, you can do it too. And I hope you do. And I'm so excited for you to do it. And And that's... I think that's it. All right. Um, hey, producer guy, can we swear on this? No? <laughs> Too bad. But also, like, fuck the podcast. Like, do whatever you want. Like, whatever your passions are, uh, follow those. Like, if you want to draw, it just takes pencil and paper. If you want to uh, write a movie, it just takes... You, you could get a typewriter, but, like, you just need a computer and practice. Like, everything is just the desire plus time and effort. Um, and if you've learned anything from us... It should be that like the hardest step is the first step and the the next step is easier than that. And it, the steps get easier as you keep going and keep putting in the effort to walk forward and you'll learn some stuff. You'll make some you'll, you'll fall sometimes uh, you'll you'll have to adapt over time. But like as long as you keep moving forward with this desire and the effort, then over time it'll get easier and you'll get better at it. 
and you'll soon be running and maybe even at the point that you start running you'll soar you'll fly you'll, you'll use that momentum to take off and that doesn't even mean like fame it just means that you will become more whole as a person by doing these things that you're passionate about uh whether it is for commerce or for yourself it, it's it's about the pursuit of those passions and in addition to your own personal passions in the way that we started out doing a show for ourselves and made it a show for you guys maybe take some of those passions also to help your fellow human being you know look into some social justice i'm radicalized i'm against the world that we've created and i want to take steps to create a better world and you also as you are using your efforts towards your passions think about how you can use that to benefit the world around you uh, again, it doesn't have to be a a values monetary thing. Uh, it just has to be in the small ways that help you be a whole person, which means that you as a whole person can make the world around you better. Everyone has a role to play in this existence that we have. You just have to figure out what yours is and how you can best utilize that to make the world better for you and the people around you so that's my whole thing that's all i have to say uh i'm gonna i'm gonna send it back to the hosts of this after show we thank them for giving us the time to give our final thoughts about the project that we gave our time and effort to um and one last uh shout out to lex michael you my boy Love you, baby. You my boy. Buh, 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 buh. All right. Uh, back to you guys in the studio. Wow. Those were some powerful last words. Man, I really, I felt the whole gamut of feelings. I felt excited. I felt sad. I felt happy for them. I felt so many things, man. Uh, and who knows if we're going to be coming back for this after show uh depends on again if the show is renewed uh but we so we, we're gonna we're gonna do our wrap up uh as if this is our last time just in case so uh oh my gosh alex michael where can people find you i am all over social media at the lex michael and if you want to follow the continuing adventures of the lex michael character uh, you can do so in the spinoff podcast which is called friends with benefits the lex michael character does that with his partner marianne ramish uh, and they take a look at the pop culture juggernaut that is the television series friends they break it down episode by episode uh, marianne is a big fan of the show lex is not but he is having a much better time discussing it than he is watching it you can find friends with benefits wherever you find your podcast. And if you're a fan of uh, the goofy bullshit that the boys on the Missing Out podcast have been doing for the past three and a half years, I think you'll probably find some stuff to like about that show as well. Uh, Tari, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. I've been so privileged to have been able to do this after show. And I feel like uh, you should just keep a look on my Twitter to see what I'm up to. It'll mostly be social justice bullshit. So if you don't like social justice warriors, well, motherfucker, put up your dukes. Uh, so I think that should bring an end to this missing out podcast after show. Uh, so everyone say goodbye and we'll see you later. As the show says, uh, this has been the retrospective retrospective that is introspective. And now you've got a new perspective squared. From executive producers Barbara Barbacoa and Chad Topside and the entire After Review Show Network, we would like to thank you for listening. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you miss it out, podcast After Review Show on the Review Show After Show Network, After Review Show Network. After a review show.
show, missing out podcast after Robbie O's show. Oh yeah, missing Robbie O's show. Missing out show, podcast review after show. Oh, 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 oh. Retrospective, retrospective, looking back on all the things they experienced. Missed you later.